Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want Deshaun anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Yes, and we are back. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to Ray's Sports Rant. My name is Ray Rout, and we are here for the Dean Blundell Network over at DeanBlundell.com. I know we're not supposed to timestamp time stamp things on the uh, internet and the podcast world, but I do sports, and it's very topical. And it is, today is September the 2nd, 2022. This is episode number 15 of the Ray Sports Ramp podcast. Uh, a few things I want to talk about tonight. My main story that I'm going to be talking about is did Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger raise the bar too high for young quarterbacks? Um, Odell Beckham Jr., the New England Patriots, have mutual interest again. Is Pat's nation just done with this conversation? Do you remember uh, a little while ago when Timmy Trumpet showed up to what is it, MetLife Stadium? Or is it Shea Stadium, Met Stadium? I'm not sure. And uh, played Edwin Diaz's entrance song. I got a question for you. Is there pressure on teams to play guys when the organization set things up? And I'll uh, finish off a little bit of Buffalo Bills talk. Should the Bills Mafia be worried about Buffalo's old roster? Who knows? Let's get in number one, though. So I, let's talk about some things that maybe have changed the course of how we think about quarterbacks in this new generation. By the time Tom Brady was wrapping up his fifth season as an NFL quarterback, he was obviously with the New England Patriots. They were celebrating their third Super Bowl championship. Ben Roethlisberger won his second Super Bowl at the end of his sixth year in the NFL. And to me, it sort of raised the bar and expectations for all of the young quarterbacks who are going to enter the NFL. So have Brady and Roethlisberger and, and some others changed how football fans judge quarterbacks. And this all kind of sparked because of a conversation in, in a group text with my Who's Got Next partners Mario asked us, who's the big three today? He talked about the big three from, you know, the generation. I said it was really the big five. And he said, who is it? But so when we started having this conversation, it started me, making me think of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs have gone to four straight AFC championship games now, I believe. Chiefs won their first Super Bowl with Mahomes three years ago. 
went to back-to-back Super Bowls, lost the second one to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And yet there are pundits out there, sports fans out there. They look at Patrick Mahomes' last four seasons, and they're like, hey, you only got one Super Bowl out of it. That's a failure. Should have had more rings with that team. Now you lost Tyreek. Your opportunity was was wasted. Now, obviously, it's stupid. At least I think it's stupid. If you don't think it's stupid, it's stupid. Believe me. Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably one day going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. And, and, and I don't like saying that. I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I, in fact, I probably fight with Kansas City Chiefs fans more than I fight with any other fan base. But I'm telling the absolute truth on that. And I think you guys know I'm telling the truth. He's one of the best. But because of Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, some overachieved, some probably underachieved, but what those five quarterbacks have done, in my opinion, is they made Super Bowls a quarterback stat. And one thing we know about the NFL is that they have been desperate to create parity across the league. Yet throughout the 2000s, throughout the 2010s, it was a lot of the same faces in the biggest games. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, I think they were responsible for like 14 of 16 Super Bowl appearances. Throw Joe Flacco in there to kind of mix it up. I think Patrick Mahomes was like the one who finally broke up that that streak. But we're kind of starting to see the same thing now with Patrick Mahomes, right? Like when you explore this current crop of quarterbacks who are going to be leading the NFL and be the face of the NFL for the next, you know, 10, 15 years, who's the top five? Like my guess is the face of the leagues are going to be Lamar Jackson, uh, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and of course Mahomes. Now look, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo Bills, Los Angeles Chargers, or Kansas City Chiefs fan, well, that's that's great news. Phenomenal. You're going to see your team there for a long time. It's terrible news if you're the NFL. Because parity has been thrown out the window again. And yeah, I hate it now because I'm a New England Patriots fan. But I didn't hate it the whole time Tom Brady was doing it. So I'm not going to whine about it now. I'm not going to complain that it's another team's opportunity to somewhat experience what I got to experience in New England. But let's face it. The reality is the only way that those guys become top five is if they win championships. I mean, smart football fans, like I believe myself and others, we'll know. Right, We're, We know that they're top fives, but when the arguments happen on Twitter, it comes down to it. Tom Brady with his seven championships, Ben Roethlisberger with his two, Peyton Manning with his two. It's changed how NFL fans judge success. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of pundits out there. A lot of those talking sports heads, and I, I know I'm one. Relax. But there's a lot of those people out there that say Aaron Rodgers has underachieved and he has had a bit of a failure of a career. Yes, lots of MVPs, but only one championship. Drew Brees, only one championship. 
there was a time that just being a champion was enough. But the Patriots and the Steelers, along with Peyton Manning, both in Indianapolis and Denver, they created a narrative that you have to win multiple championships to be considered successful and be considered one of the top players of your era. And I'll say that the carryover from the 2000s and the 2010s is a lot stronger than the carryover, say, from the 1970 Steelers or the 1980 San Francisco 49ers or the 1990 Cowboys. The carryover from the Patriots, it's way stronger. Maybe it's because of the advent of social media. I don't know. But this and now, right now, this is just my opinion. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But I think for at least the next 25 to 30 years, all quarterbacks are going to be compared to Tom Brady and company. It's not fair, but it's kind of a reality that people are going to have to live with for the rest of their life. All right, let's move on here. So I saw this come up on Twitter today, and it literally just made me roll my eyes. Odell Beckham Jr., who's a free agent right now, current Super Bowl champion. Apparently him and the New England Patriots have mutual interest again. And I'm asking, is Pat's Nation just done with this conversation? If you're a Patriots fan, let me know in the comments. Because we've been hearing about Odell Beckham to New England for what, at least the last six, seven years now. We've heard about how close they got to trading for him with the Giants, but the Giants pulled out, and then they almost signed him last year when he got released by the Browns, but he was signed with the Rams, which was probably the best choice because he got to go off and win a, win a championship. But, I mean, this emotional roller coaster of OBJ to New England just keeps happening over and over and over again. And when the Patriots went and got Devontae Parker from the Miami Dolphins, to me, that ended all Odell Beckham Jr. conversations. But now Tyquan Thornton is hurt. We don't know. Maybe his injury is going to be a lot worse than we thought. I know he's, he's eligible to come back in four weeks. I'm also hoping that we're not going down a similar path like we did with a Mr. Nikhil Harry who missed time his rookie season. And when he came back, I mean, well, the rest is history. By the way, he's on the IR in Chicago right now. I don't know how you blame Bill Belichick for that one, but I'm sure that we'll find out a way. But like me as a New England Patriots fan, I am tired of hearing about Odell Beckham Jr. to New England. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm just, uh, that's my opinion at this point. I don't see a scenario or a situation where Odell Beckham Jr. becomes a Patriot. I don't even know if I want it at this point. I don't believe that the New England Patriots should be considered contenders for the Super Bowl this year, and I don't think bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. changes that. And it just it brings me back to a conversation I was just listening to on the Dean Blundell show. They had Casey Stern on. They were talking about the, the Toronto Blue Jays. And Casey Stern basically said that, you know, all these people, the Toronto media and, and probably the national media as well, put the Blue Jays on this pedestal before the season started and now they haven't been able to live up to those expectations. I've been saying that for months. They're, the expectations for the Toronto Blue Jays this year was way too big. The team was never going to be a real serious contender for the World Series. And yet they were constantly in the conversation about it. And I think that's the thing with the New England Patriots right now, especially amongst Patriots fans. 
And I understand that Patriot fans, especially the younger ones, only know about winning. You only know the Tom Brady era of football. You only know winning, winning, winning. And now that they're not, you're either A, going to react vigorously towards Bill Belichick. I saw some guy in do- on, on Twitter the other day, just a douchebag, who got a, a jersey made, number zero, saying fire Bill. Or you're going to have the other ones who over-evaluate every person on the team. And you're going to have really smart football fans as well who still look at the team with rose-colored glasses who over-evaluate every position. If I thought that Odell Beckham Jr. would be the difference between the Patriots being serious contenders this season and not being serious contenders, then I would be begging Belichick to make this move, even though we don't know when OBJ is even going to play. But at this point in time, I mean, OBJ might as well go go back to the Rams, go to another contender, and try to win another Super Bowl because the Patriots ain't the team. I don't know. I'm just I'm sick of hearing about Odell Beckham Jr. to New England. So I said this the other day that there is no entrance in sports better than the New York Mets closer Edwin Diaz, and the show that they put on the other night with Timmy Trumpet. Was I mean, I, I'm sure I'll, if you're a sports fan of any sport, you don't have to be a baseball fan, but if you're just a sport fan, you know that your Twitter timeline was clogged up with videos of that last week because it was just, it was such a great show. That got me thinking today, though. What if the Mets were being blown out like 10 1 that game? Is there a pressure to play to bring in? Edwin Diaz, even in that situation, because he wasn't in a position where it's like you had to give him innings. You know, sometimes, you know, the team's either blowing out a team or they're being blown out and you bring your closer in and it's only because it's been a while and you got to get your closer innings. You know, the, the, the Mets are holding on to their division right now. The Braves are right behind them. They're not going away. So you're going to be in a, in a stretch and a fight down the stretch to try to hang on and be the top of the division. So at this point in time, you don't want to you know, exhaust Edwin Diaz just for the sake of it. Now the stars aligned and you know, baseball lords looked over and said, okay, don't worry, we'll hook you up. And I think it was like a 2-1 game or 3-1 game and Diaz had to come in and close it off against the Dodgers. So that made complete sense. And it worked. And it was awesome. But I always wonder if they like approached the manager and be like, hey, we got Timmy Trumpets in town. He's from Australia. We need you to uh, play Diaz no matter what. Figure out a way to get him into the game, like an all-star game, right? You got to figure out how to get certain guys in just for the pop. Doesn't matter what's happening in the AL. Had to get Mariano Rivera in. I just wonder how much pressure was on it for that. And speaking of Rivera, I, I tweeted this out the other day, and some people got it, some people didn't. But I basically said, this is this generation's Enter Sandman, right? Because as soon as Enter Sandman came on, you just knew it was done and over, especially at Yankee Stadium. When those trumpets start blowing in New York, you just know Diaz is going to come and he's going to win it for the Mets. And Diaz is such a good closer. I mean, if you just look at his his stats from top to bottom, I mean, Seattle's got to watch that and think, what the f- did we do there? Anyways. Uh, final subject I want to talk about tonight. Should the Buffalo Bills be worried 
about their old roster. So I think I saw today that they're like the second oldest team in Major League Baseball, or sorry, in the NFL. Very football-heavy topics today. Three of the four. It's almost football season. That's going to happen. But uh, lots of soccer happening tomorrow. Baseball's back. Probably have more to talk about. And I think that you know one of the re- you know one of the things to make them very old is you know Stefan Diggs not that old but you brought in Von Miller who's like my grandfather's age so that's obviously going to affect the average age group. But as a Patriots fan, what I can tell Bills Mafia is the Patriots went into a lot of seasons with an old roster because I think when you look at Buffalo, they had a lot of young talent on their team. What Brandon Bean has done now is he's brought in some veterans, right? He's brought in some veteran presence with the guys who are becoming veterans on their team and then bringing in the Vaughn Millers, especially a guy like Vaughn Miller who's been there, done that twice, Super uh, former Super Bowl MVP. So I think that, you know, I, I think that you shouldn't be worried at all. I'm, I wouldn't even be worried about Vaughn Miller's salary. I'd be worried about the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year because that's what they were built for. They were built to win the Super Bowl this year. Never worry about the age of your roster. Every roster is going to turn over at some point anyhow. And when your roster is really, really young, you're probably not considered a favorite. I mean, I'd rather be in Buffalo's position than me in the Patriots position whose roster average age is a year older. And I think that any rational football fan, fan on the planet knows that well the Blue Jays and the in the Bills aren't any, aren't anywhere close to each other from a talent perspective and and what they we should be able to accomplish on the field. So I wouldn't worry about it. Do you guys have a question? Anybody have a question they want to ask me? If you do, hit me up on Twitter at dpn underscore ray. Just tweet at me. You can send me a DM, but I don't check a lot of DMs. But you can uh, you can email me. You can uh, at ray at dpnsports.com. And you can say, hey, I have a question I'd like you to cover on the podcast. And I'll be like, hey, no problem. Uh, make sure you check out the Who's Got Next podcast every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time Live. You can also download the podcast. You can also check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dpnsports every Wednesday night. After we do the one-hour free show, we go do another half-hour paid show that's exclusive to our Patreon members. It's only $5 a month. Go check that out. Uh, that was it for Ray Sportsman today here on this September the 2nd, 2022, episode 15. Of course, we did this for the Dean Blundell Network at deanblundell.com. And until next time, all I got to say is you're all legit, kid. You know, the NFL had the chance to do the right thing. I believe that the NFL was going to be on the right side of history for the first time ever. Unfortunately, the NFL did what the NFL does. The impact that they've had on Toronto FC, it's undeniable. I understand that you have to defend your quarterback. I understand that you just can't come out and, you know, say, well, you know, we don't want Deshaun anyways. I understand. I get it. I have to do this because I have to appreciate it. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. 
Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, SayTheDamnScore.com.